0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris,
2: boy detective. Oh, Jordan, I did something today. Oh my gosh, something? Yeah. <laughs> well, don't say what it is. Just whisper it into a
1: bag. I'm not bragging. This is the lifestyle I have. Once every few months, I do something. Oh, what's that thing? Well, I went into my front yard, Mm Mm-hmm. and there's an electrical plug there. Right. And uh, I talked to my neighbor, and while he started up his grill, which is in his front yard... Front
2: yard grilling, huh? He's got a front yard grill. I don't know. It's just how he does it. Yeah, I've honestly never heard of such a thing, and and picturing it... um, upsets me a little bit, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm uptight. Maybe this is my baggage that I'm bringing to things, but... Um... People do all kinds of crazy shit now, Jordan. Sometimes people will take
1: bread out of the toaster, Uh-huh. and instead of putting uh, butter on it, or even an egg, they'll mush up something called an avocado. Oh, boy. So... Front yard grilling is nothing compared to
2: whatever oh, that I don't thing like is. The, I don't like the sound of this. sounds like a good Sounds like a good way to take yourself out of the housing market, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> Wait until you see the seed in this thing, Jordan. Well, it's gargantuan.
2: I don't like it. I think it's against God. And uh, for for these past couple of months, people have been saying that 2020 is fucked up, and I haven't believed them until now. Front yard grilling. What was he? Do you know what he was grilling? Uh,
1: looked like some chicken. Okay. Yeah, maybe chicken thighs? All right. It's, it, him, it, he and his wife live there, so, yeah. you know, it's just the two of them. So maybe a couple chicken thighs seems pretty good. I don't like the sound of this wife either. Eh, she's all right. Yeah. She works for Disney Parks.
2: Oh, well, they did a great job with Star Tours. <laughs> if yeah. you see her, let her know I'm a big fan of Star Tours. <laughs> oh, she's Paul Rubens, by the way. Oh, so she <laughs> she did the voice of Rex? Yeah.
1: Oh. and it's just Pee-wee Herman's
2: voice. Yeah, I didn't do didn't do a lot to change it. No, but
1: you know what? What a thrill
2: every time, right?
1: Yeah, look, it's <laughs> like robot like, hey, Pee-wee Herman.
2: There it is. Although I think he's C three PO now. I think they replaced him.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. I'm that was that really bummed me out. The I think like as you know, Jordan, you have a very deep relationship with uh, Disneyland because you grew up right near Disneyland. My grandparents lived in the town in which you grew up. And so Disneyland was something that I went to like every other year when we would go visit my grandparents so that my dad could bear to spend time with my grandparents. And uh, I, I, uh, I mean, I liked Disneyland as much as any other kid, but um, I, I never was in love with it, except for the fact that Pee Wee Herman was inside that robot in star tours that, and the fact that there was a 3d Michael Jackson movie were so profoundly compelling to me in a way that no Mr. Toad's Wild Ride could ever be.
2: Well, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride didn't have Hooter like in, like Captain EO did. <laughs> yeah. You can almost reach out and grab Hooter. Is Hooter the guy that looks like the Philly Fanatic or the little butterfly guy that flies towards you? I think he's the butterfly guy that flies towards you. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Captain EO head, but uh, that's, my, that's, my, that's how I remember it. Not
1: to brag, Jordan, but I had a glow-in-the-dark Captain EO sweatshirt.
2: Yeah, you've mentioned it. You've mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am mean... I jealous? Sure. Do I, do I want one more than anything? Yes. Can I no. not achieve an erection until I get one? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, moral of the story
1: is yeah. he grilled. I shaved my head. You know, it was a, it was, it was uh spe- it was a special moment. You, sha- life, you shaved, you shaved your head
2: while he grilled? Yeah. Okay. Did. Yeah. And you guys just chatted while it went down?
1: Yeah. He was, you know, he's, he's flipping thighs and I'm making sure I didn't miss any spots.
2: Wow. So, uh, so is this, are, do you always self, do you always self shave or is this a new kind of quarantine thing?
1: I used to go to the barbershop and I would get a fade. I like the idea, even though my, my hairline is thin and receding, I like the idea of having a haircut, Mm -hmm. like not just like having made a choice about my hair. You know what I mean? And so I like to have a fade because then it was like, I couldn't just do that myself. It, It was, and it's something that only a person who does have at least some hair could do. You know what I mean? Um, And, uh, but since, since the, uh, since the quarantine and so forth, I have changed to just putting it on number one half Mm -hmm. and going over my whole entire head. And I like to do it in the front yard because if I do it in the bathroom, then I have to sweep up. Mm -hmm. If I do it in the front yard, I like to imagine that my hair is going to help out little birdies who are building their nests.
2: Oh yeah. There you go. You can, you can at, at night drift off to dreamland. With the knowledge that cold little baby birdies are pulling your hair over them like a blanket. Yep, exactly. And I imagine
1: them being those kind of like little animated bluebirds. Right, right. Kind of a classic
2: Snow White kind of bluebird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think that's because usually right before I
2: shave my head, a cartoon character hits me in the head with a frying pan. And then before they go to sleep, they say, thank you, Mommy. And Mommy Bird (laughs) says, don't thank me. Thank Jesse. Yeah. And then they help you make a dress for the ball.
1: Yeah. Got it all in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Should we introduce our guest on the program, Jordan? I'd love to. Our guest on the program, beloved stand-up comic uh, from Austin, Texas, then Los Angeles, now West Philadelphia. She has a brand new record album called Permanent Hat. An old friend of ours, a pioneering podcaster just like us. Michelle Balloon, hi Michelle, how are you?
3: Hey, I'm pretty good. I enjoyed your intro chit chat. I was, I wanted to like jump in, but I was polite. I listened to my podcast rules. You might have had my mic cut off. I don't know, but (laughs) all of it was delightful.
2: (laughs) No, you could have jumped in at any time. And honestly, I'm mad at you for not doing it.
3: The birdies, and you know what? I had that thought. They're gonna need a nap after they were circling people's heads at the boxing gym earlier. You jumped Right. right in there. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, uh, right. I personally, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, albeit an extremely boring and dated ride, it's all about like drunk driving. It's like the most bizarre (laughs) storyline for a kid's ride.
2: Yeah. It is like a, it is like a, it's like a video they show you in driver's ed that you ride.
3: Yeah. And you go to hell at the end, you know, (laughs) might as well be about masturbation. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Have you guys seen the lines, by
1: the way, at Disneyland for Red Asphalt? so hard to get into uh, weird yeah. that's
3: a good one. Uh,
2: it's great paul rubens does the voice of the windshield you go through he just goes and it's just peewee you're like nah, all right this guy doesn't have doesn't have a lot of voices
3: i'm a real asphalt head oh yeah that'd be great <laughs> i'm trying to be a windshield oh there you go
2: that was my peewee was a really good
1: peewee yeah
3: i didn't even go for it
1: uh, michelle do you go to a theme park do you go to a theme park of your own accord?
3: I do every year, except for this coming one. But last the last January, since we moved away from Los Angeles, we've we've my whole family has returned to go to Disneyland every January.
1: That's the time to go, January.
3: So, yeah, we go right after the Christmas stuff. Sometimes some of the some of the rides are still in transition. It's a good week to go. My mother flies in from Arizona, and we have a we have a great time at Disneyland. Um, and so the, we're, I'm not going to do it this year. <laughs> so this will be, 2021 will be the, the, the year without Disneyland and many things.
2: <laughs> what is your what's your Disneyland shit? Is it is it Dole Whips? Is it um, is it Space Mountain uh, Jungle Cruise? Do you got to go in the Swiss Family Treehouse? What do you got to do?
3: Okay. I like being in Disneyland. I like the feeling of it. I hope they open a retirement home there and I can just <laughs> spend the, my last decade there. Um, I, we stay at the Grand Californian, which mm-hmm. I love it. The rooms are great. It's right at the park. I love um, the candy shops. Um, I like they have like a, a chocolate peanut butter situation that's amazing. And they've got some great English toffee. That I love
2: what's the chocolate peanut butter situation I want to, I want this described a little more
3: it's just like peanut butter with like a, a peanut butter and like a chocolate um, covered in chocolate with like a graham cracker inside that sounds good I believe I'm retelling this correctly I don't think I just imagined this in my uh, <laughs> I'm locked in my house fever dream that I that I have every night <laughs> remember the things that we used to do
1: <laughs> I really like a dole whip. But I find myself when I'm ordering food at Disneyland every time getting mad that they don't just give it to me. Yeah, like I feel like it's like a
2: cruise ship mm-hmm. where I paid so much money to get on. You want to have a you want to have a wristband that uh, allows you unlimited churros.
1: Yeah, that's really like yeah. Th- there could be like a premium tier. You know what I mean? Like. I understand that if I want to that if I want to eat at the Johnny Rockets at Disneyland, I'm in this scenario there's a Johnny Rockets at Disneyland.
3: Yeah, I got it. I'm with you.
1: I have to pay extra for the premium dinner, but I feel like I, I mm-hmm. by the time I pay my $100 or whatever it costs to get into Disneyland, I oh, yes. I feel like uh, 200 yeah. unlimited soft serve should come with that.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, I've never been a a Dole Whip person, but I have to say I love, one of my favorite things is doing, I like, I love the Tiki Room. It is, I love the way you can hear the mechanics of it. I like that you just go in and sit down and you they, it's like the same as it was, you know, in 1955.
2: Sure. Yeah. Still, it, it's, it's a little it's a little problematic in kind of a charming way.
3: Hey, it's right across from the most problematic ride, the Jungle Cruise. And depending on oh, which right. Jungle Cruise operator you get, it's like, how racist is this going to be? You know what I mean? It depends on how <laughs> someone wants to spin their tail. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So is there a, so, so you're in West Philadelphia now, no one, yes. we're not doing any Fresh Prince shit, just so you know, a listener, <laughs> yeah. people are going to go, when it's, people are going to go, why didn't they, I, when Michelle said West Philadelphia, I sang the Fresh Prince. We know, <laughs> we're not going to do it. We know, we no. know, we know. No. So is there a a closer amusement park? Is there like a Six Flags or something like that?
3: I don't really, in general, I do not care for amusement parks. I'm scared of crazy rides. And so I like the sort of theme aspect of Disneyland. That's as far as I'll go. But when Tenny, when I first, I just listened to the first, the last episode I did. I don't know if I did one before that, but, and my kid was uh, just over a year. Um, And so when we first moved here, there's a Sesame Street. Um, amusement park oh, and cool. like about a half an hour outside of town. And we just, cause you, you know, when you, you have kit like when they're that little, you're just like, where can I go for them to nap in a stroller? <laughs> what can I do for four hours where I could eat French fries? Um, and we went there all the time and it was great. So, but now for many reasons, that's not a thing anymore. And um, I haven't gone there in a couple of years, but no, there, there's a six flags, um, uh, a couple Six Flags in the area, um, that are like an hour away. But no, a not couple. interested. I don't a care. Cou- I go to New York for interest. No, I would say <laughs> um, there's a Hershey, 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 Pennsylvania has a amusement park.
2: Okay, but you're um, not. But you're not interested. Not the, the theming isn't strong enough for your liking.
3: Disneyland does it so well. It's so clean and everything is just so organized. And then if you go to like. Um, like a, a Six Flags or even like for LA example, Knott's Berry Farm. And I grew up in Orange County, so like Knott's Berry Farm was the fucking place to go. I do not remember it being um, like kind of like a uh, no man's land. Like I feel like it, it's, it. I don't know if it got a little, um, like when I went back as an adult, it wasn't quite as cool to me as it was when I was a kid. Michelle, when you say Knott's Berry
1: Farm is a no man's land, do you mean that it's caught betwixt and between the two famous poles, which are... Uh, the Peanuts Gang and Jam.
3: Yeah, Jam. Well, and fr- and Fried Chicken. They do have that sort of the famous Fried Chicken right, restaurant right. that my parents were obsessed with when I was uh, growing up. Six Flags. I-, I went to Six Flags once with Doug Benson for an episode of Walking with Michelle, and I don't really get high that much, and I certainly didn't then. And he gave me a pot pill, and I have no idea how many milligrams were in it then, I know how much I can take now, and it's not very much. And I was so high, and I'm afraid of roller coasters. And that one, I've not taken it down yet. I'm slowly taking down all the episodes. But um, I was. it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. I, it was so scary to be high and be on some of those roller That's coasters. That's
1: horrible. That's horrible.
3: I know. I know. I thought it'd be fun. Six Flags, I don't know
2: what it is about them, but it, maybe it's just kind of like how they're run or... I don't know. I don't know what it is about Six Flags, but they all have a little bit of a purge vibe. They all seem yes. like they're about to become lawless at any minute.
3: Yeah, like those, and those are the places that have those crazy Halloween things where oh, sure. people yeah, yeah. get as close to hurting you. as. They, I haven't been, but I know that that's why people like to go, because of this idea that you're going to be pulled into the bushes and murdered, and I'm like, I don't want to even have a thought of that happening for a moment. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think <laughs> you know? any place with groups of four or more teens has a purge vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think right. it is the groups. It's not just the presence. The, the mere presence of teens is not enough. It's the mm-hmm. teens are with other teens on their own teen terms.
3: Teens that have been dropped off. That's what, You don't want that feeling. Yeah. The no, the, that they've been dropped off they've disavowed responsibility they want to see what they can get away with and it right. might be making you think that you're there about to murder you and disneyland
2: does seem like it is full of adults like the like your jungle cruise
3: mm-hmm.
2: like your jungle cruise <laughs> skipper you never think yes. like you're like oh, okay this person is at least in college or something like that you know um but yeah like every per- you're like who's the oldest person who's working at this six flags in case yeah, something happens exactly. is it yeah this kid with the wispy mustache who might be 17?
1: Yeah, I think, that, I think they probably have one of those antitrust exemptions only for for work laws. You know, like how mi- minor league baseball got a law passed so they don't have to pay baseball players minimum wage. Six Flags got the Save America's Six Flags Act pay, p- passed so that they can hire only 14-year-olds.
3: Or they have to look fourteen. Like you have to be like, okay, you're. We need you to look yeah. younger. There's. There, we need this to add to the danger. You can't look like you're responsible at all. Put on this Pokemon backpack.
1: <laughs> they make all the all the candidates grow mustaches to confirm their wispiness.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. If if the mustache looks like something other than your lip is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I worked in it. I worked at an amusement park. My, uh, between my sophomore and junior year of, uh, of college, I worked at, there's an amusement park. It's, it was owned it was Camp Snoopy in the mall of America out in well, uh, Minnesota. Yes. And, um, and I was a ride operator and I loved it because you could speak on the, the megaphone and, and, uh, and you, you know, learned all the safety procedures and, and I learned um, there was lots of those rules are so people don't get hurt. <laughs> and I was like, "Why is this my responsibility?" Because one time I was doing, I was, I was controlling the bumper cars, and um, and I told this guy, "Hey, your kid is is not, uh, he's right at the line, but he's he really shouldn't go on the ride. It's not built for him." And the guy was a real asshole, and I was just like 20, 1920. And he went on the ride, and then the first time they got hit, the kid hit his face on the front, and just blood started gushing out. And I'm like, how was this my responsibility to stop this grown person from hurting their child? And uh, so it is... I just... I don't... Yeah, I don't... can't trust it. That's all I have to say.
2: Do you still remember your safety spiel?
3: Oh, my God. I used to be able to remember it. I, I feel like I could... It's like oh god i I half remember it. I like want I want it to come out of my mouth. I feel like I remembered it for like ten years, and then it just slowly drifted away. But yeah, it's yeah, welcome to bumpers while riding, please. I, let me just say the other thing that I now just remembered there was one ride that I moved up my way in the ladder to control, and it's the ride where you go up in the air. everybody's in these. Um, separate little pods and the pods spin around and then the whole ride spins around. It's like called the octopus or something. And it goes up really high. You have to weigh it out as a person, not so I'm like a kid and I have to make sure, Oh, this fat person has to sit on the outside I had to move people around. So they were in different cars and say, and lie to them and say, well, this, you just have to move for balance. And if they didn't listen to me, the ride would, 99% 99% for sure gets stuck at the top for like a half an hour. And that was my job as a child. So anyhow, so when you're letting... When, yeah, when the kids are working, just know that shit could go wrong. They're responsible for too much. A, a couple of
1: my wife's college friends are from Minnesota, or, or one of them is from Minnesota, and they they spent a lot of time there. And um, they're now a, a heterosexual couple, but one of them uh, at the time who... Who is, uh, uh, who is a man, was then identifying as a woman. So it was, it was these two women, and they're both very small, both tiny people. And uh, they were, I'm going to say, 31-ish, uh, somewhere around there. Uh, and they were, they were in Minnesota visiting one of their families. They went to the Mall of America for dinner or something. One of them did not have her purse, Uh, A security guard stopped them because in the Mall of America, there is a curfew uh, for people who are under 16. Uh, People who are under 16 can't be in the Mall of America uh, after a certain time, you know, after 8 p.m. or something like that. Uh, And they got kicked out of the Mall of America because they couldn't—these 32-year-olds could not prove that they were 16 or older. Oh, (laughs) my God. Because they are very (laughs) small people. I would—
3: the incredulousness i would have or just like or just and also maybe like a momentarily sense of pride that oh you think i'm a very mature 15 they're both lawyers well that's (laughs) (laughs) they're in the foreign service oh my god defund the mall police that's all i have to say let's divert some of that funding
2: uh michelle when you were on break at the mall of america yes where are you hitting up food court wise
3: Oh my god! Okay, um, this is half of my, half of my life ago. Um, oh my god! I have I, I really don't know. I know it was very exciting having access to have all of that food. Probably one potato too. I love that.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you this, Michelle, for one hundred percent for sure. You were not getting your hot dogs on a bun. Let me put it that way.
3: Oh, I love corn dogs. I no joke. Yes, for sure. Corn Dog City. I'm the mayor. Like yeah, I'm into it.
2: <laughs> where the grass is where the grass is green and the girls are pretty.
3: Oh yes. I don't know if mall corn dogs though are have the same cachet to me as like a fair corn dog. So it's not like quite is gonna you know. It's a it's, it's a different beast for sure. Yeah yeah. Like if I'm not and Disneyland corn dogs and California Adventure corn dogs are amazing. And I'll tell you I know where their locations are on both of the parks. Okay. That's how cluey I am. I should have mentioned that earlier.
2: Do you prefer one location to the other? Is there one is there a uh, superior corn dog uh, on property as the Disney fans say?
3: Well, if you were to go to the California Adventure one, it's in this like Flo's Food Court in Cars Land and they also you can also get this good lemonade that has like this raspberry foam on top at like one of the places near it. And so I would say I prefer there just because of that.
2: Raspberry foam. I just want some of the foam. Can I just get a oh, mouthful of foam? Can I just put I mean, my head under the foam yes, machine?
3: Yes. You put foam on it. I'm like, oh, foam? Really? Okay. <laughs> a foam? Yes.
2: Well, don't mind if I do.
3: I don't? Yes.
2: Uh, Michelle, okay. I was listening to your uh, great new album, Permanent oh, thank Hat. thank you. I was la- laughing my butt off. Oh, good. Um, but I wanted to kind of create some space for you here on this show. <laughs> because you you oh op- so our our buddy uh, beloved regular guest uh Chris Fairbanks in the top yes. you know at least top 5 most beloved guests yes um he's he he does your does your warm up and he introduces you and you come out and you say um, oh, i'm recording an album so i'm going to get right to my material but you know if i wasn't recording an album i would just want to make fun of chris for 5 minutes so I just wanted to give you some space to do that now oh. if you wanted to.
3: Well, you know, and I have to say there's actually a hidden track on my album. It's not me making fun of him, but Chris did such exceptionally long intros for me. He was actually headlining because I only did um and I mentioned this in my album and I don't know I don't know how much you guys are aware of this, but I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis two years ago. And I was actually supposed to do your show a week before I was diagnosed, and I canceled but didn't tell you why because I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, and it was wow. – I was in L.A. I flew to L.A. right after my diagnosis. I was in Disneyland two days after I got diagnosed because I just didn't know how to stop everything. And I – um and so it was really, really crazy, and so I've had to do stand up a lot differently, and one of those things is I cannot do long sets and so I had Chris come in, I did twenty minutes, my twenty minutes, you know I'd we did four shows, and Chris closed, but he would come out to intro me, and every time it was like this minute and a half intro, and it was all about himself <laughs> and then he would he would but it would be about me and about how i' there i'm everybody's there because of him because I, he's we've known each other since open mics and And, um, and so all of those intros are back to back to back at the very, very end. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was just, I, you know, I, uh, I love Chris to death. I mean, we started together and I know him so well and just getting him to come out and do the shows because I mean, he is such a complainer and it's really difficult to get him. You just have to, I just had to get him there and I knew he would have fun and which is what happened. And, um, and we just had a total blast. All the shows were sold out, um, and it was just, it just made for, when you have a friend there who you're just trying to make laugh and then they're just trying to make you laugh, it just makes it just such a great environment, which is, it, it was amazing. But I, I can't, I love Chris to death and he would say the same. I really do. He's one of my favorite people. I love him, love him, love him. And he just is one of my best friends forever. All the all
2: the comics uh, that I know um, who started in Austin are like so tight. I really like yeah. am envious of the we did comedy together in Austin crew. It is kind of like we went to college in Boston together. Like there's just this (laughs) camaraderie that is, is great that, um, yeah. What is it? What is it about Austin that like bonded you guys so hard? I don't know. It was, I mean, it's obvious, Jordan. They all hate Jeter. Yeah. It's it's all about baseball, baseball based. And they want to keep things weird. They love keeping Uh, it weird.
3: Yes. We started it. Tie dyed.
2: Yes. Um, Tie dye. um, Sixth street. It
3: was, um, you know, it was 2000 when I started, I think Chris started just before me in like, I started February 2000. He started, I think late 99. And, uh, and Martha Kelly moved there. She'd already been doing stand-up a few years, um, in LA and then moved to Austin. And then, uh, along with lots of other people, um, you know, this is before YouTube and everything. And it was really just a sort of labor of, of love doing standup. And, um, I think it was also like that sort of the Houston, Houston had the Bill Hicks kind of crowd, um, and there was just this old time comedy cowboy scene in Austin. Same thing with the music, and it just it just sucked you in, you know. And I would moved there after I graduated from college. I didn't know anybody, and that's where kind of where I met all my friends was doing stand up, and it was just, I mean, I have video, a home video of a party at my house when I was like. It was like 2003 and Chris is in it. Like, I mean, like all these people are in it when we're all very young and it's just, it is, it's just a love fest, you know, it's a, I enjoy, we were all very drunk though. Also, we were drunks. Also, we were blackout (laughs) drunk all the time and we drank five, six nights out of the week every week.
2: (laughs) Man, Austin, like the the, the drinking in Austin is just like chef's kiss. It's just the best.
3: It's insane. The drinking and then the eating. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, let's let's drink, and let we'll all be equally, um, uh, you know, uh, poison level drunk, and then let's go just have <laughs> a, a big bowl of cheese.
1: <laughs> Our old college buddy uh, runs a restaurant in Austin called Bangers. Shout out to Bangers, and it is a restaurant that's dedicated to like piles of meat and giant beers, uh, like a little fancy. Uh, in that department, but like not that fancy, but it is so huge. Like mm-hmm. it is just a gargantuan field of meat. And you think like, how could this midsize city even have enough people in it to fill this, this meat pavilion of a restaurant. Yeah. And then you get there when like things are popping and it is, it is as though, you know, it is as though it is caveman times and a bunch of mammoths yeah. accidentally ran off the cliff that's right above the village and they all died and we have to eat it all before it goes bad. It is extraordinary.
3: It It is. I felt I got sucked into that. And when I moved to L.A. in 2004, the transition of like, oh, we're not all getting shit faced tonight. <laughs> like I just it was the sort <laughs> of, oh, what? We're not eating at two in the morning. What What's what's happening? I can't do You know, and so it was such it's when you go when I go back to Austin, I could still do that. I mean, I'm not saying I would, but there's people I know that are still like, oh, yeah, let's that's what we're doing tonight. What you did 20 years ago. You
1: know, (laughs) I think there is also the culture of driving three hours to a special
2: meet.
3: Yes. Yes. Special Uh, meet.
2: Right. And and. And waiting for, and waiting for the meat in a lawn chair for a few hours.
3: Yeah, Salt Lake, Driftwood, Texas. Yes, I, many times.
2: You get to Austin and you're like, "Well, Austin,
1: you're famous for your barbecue. Where, where should I eat? Where should I eat this famous Texas brisket?" And they're like, "Okay, so you're gonna want to rent a Jeep. You're, you'll need all-wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, jump in an yeah. inner tube.
3: Put a couple kegs in the back. Right."
1: Bring jerky and block off two weeks in your calendar.
3: Yes,
2: <laughs> um, but Philly's Philly's a Philly's a meat town, right? You have you have access to appalling meats in Philadelphia, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a meat intake system <laughs> into our house, like a <laughs> pump. It's uh yeah, I mean you know I was older when I moved here. I don't uh you know I'm I'm not concerned with uh you know where can I get mass quantities of food. <laughs> <laughs> when I want to, I really need somewhere to shovel food in my face. Um, the, uh, the, you know, it's uh, the cheesesteak, the roast pork is a big sandwich. I'm actually not a huge meat eater. I don't get excited. I like a good hamburger.
2: Um, but you love that famous mm-hmm. Austin bowl of cheese.
3: Oh, God. Queso. I man, yeah, yeah. I love a bowl of queso. And sometimes they, there's a Tex-Mex that's in my neighborhood, Tex-Mex place, and they just were like, we have, it's um, chili de queso. They, you know, it's not quite t- a Tex-Mex phrasing as you would just say queso. And I'm like, if I get that, it's not going to be how I want it. And I'm going to be disappointed. So I can't get it. You know, <laughs> Like they call something breakfast taco somewhere. And I'm like, I'm going to get it. And it's not going to be what I think a breakfast taco is. So I can't get it.
1: Michelle, how do you feel about uh, the Pennsylvania's signature breakfast uh, sawdust patty, Scrapple?
3: Oh, I've never had it. I can't. Yeah, I've I've sat I've sat in places where it has been served. <laughs> like there's a there's a food place there's a food place here, which is hopefully going to survive called Reading uh, St- Reading Terminal. It's a uh, it's oh yeah right in Center City. It's uh, it's awesome. We've it been has, there, yeah.
1: Jordan and I. Jordan and I did uh, Jordan Jesse go in Philadelphia many years ago. I mean, ten plus years ago, mm-hmm. and. I I don't know did you eat there with me? I definitely ate there at like uh it's uh, great. uh at like an Amish breakfast place.
3: Yes, Bilers. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. That sounds fun.
2: Love an Amish breakfast. I love a breakfast that is uh I love a humble breakfast.
3: Well, that place has lots of I I think what Jesse's trying to tell you is that he ate donuts or pastries because that's what that mm-hmm. place makes, right? Oh. It, it's that it's, um, I actually just got Byler's Donuts. We got, there. there's another one, um, here on Penn's campus where we're very close to. And we, we got a dozen donuts, uh, this week, on uh, like on Friday. And, uh, but no, I, I love like Redding is great and there's tons of food there. It's also, there's no way it can exist in these COVID times. It is like, let's pack everybody in while they're holding two sandwiches, you know? What? Um, but it's a it's a big food court and everybody um, sits at
2: one long table in it exactly, uh, the top of yeah. the hour there's a coughing contest
3: while a 95 year old plays a piano in the middle of all right. the people eating every single part of it is not going to work for the next year and a half so
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we eat squares of hogtail mixed with uh, yes. mixed with sawmill leavings
3: I, you know, I don't want to shit on Scrapple and I'm not sure if that's what they do or not, because I will not want to look into it. But um I, I'm just not, I've eaten enough weird stuff in my life to where I'm like, it, it, I, like, I like sweet breads, you know, like, I mean, there's things I eat that maybe other people would think are gross, but I think Scrapple might just be a a, a thing that someone eats to say that they eat. You know, I like bacon. I ate
1: Scrapple and I can't tell you, I can't t- sit here and tell you it's better than bacon, but I can tell you I enjoyed it. I enjoyed eating Scrapple, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for a pork patty. I like a pork patty. You tell me you're giving me a salty pork patty and I'm pretty much on board whether or not the, the binder is Douglas fir.
3: Yeah, exactly. I guess if they were, the fact that they sort of try to make it seem as unappealing as possible by like, let's give it, you know, this scrapple, you know, let's, let's call it, let's, it's, let's put the word crap in there somewhere. And then...
1: <laughs> they were going to call it garb flats.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Do <laughs> you want to stink them?
3: I mean, it's how it works. It's, it's why gritty works. You know what I mean? It's like, you look at gritty, oh, you gritty. think, why is this? Why? Yeah. And I'm like, gritty is like the scrapple of mascots. You know, you're like I can't believe I fell in love with you in 24 hours. You right. know what I if mean? You, it just
2: one could you won me over, Gritty. One could imagine if you would take off Gritty's head, it would just be a pile of scrapple shaped <laughs> like a band.
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's-
2: like when Definitely. you unwrap a mummy and it's just like beetles or something like
3: that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gritty
2: is just Scrapple that has been animated somehow.
3: <laughs> it's why he has to express himself through his but his his Google eyes because if he ever opened his mouth, it would just be like a you know <laughs> a, a Linda Blair Scrapple cannon. Right, it would just fire
2: pork all over the ice.
3: <laughs> I didn't know Gritty's Gritty's head went 360 degrees. Well, I don't like that very much. Yeah.
2: When he was masturbating with that crucifix,
3: really? <laughs> Wait a second, hey, hey! Really distracted
2: me from the <laughs> hockey game.
3: Oh gosh, that that upside down bear crawl. He must work out really. Uh, I mean, that's a difficult move to make. Someone please make ceiling, a gritty no
2: exorcist mashup video. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the time. I know you have the time.
3: Cause he really, I mean, those those googly eyes would do some fun stuff in some of those Linda Blair, <laughs> you know, possessed moves.
1: It really would. <gasps> uh we'll give everybody a chance to work on their vids. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> La, la, la. It's Jordan Jesse Go I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris boy detective. hey Jordan we've got a message up on the jumbotron this week. Well it was actually this is from uh, Aaron Lade mm-hmm. and he actually just sent us a, a nice note about uh, Jordan Jesse Go in tough times and we are very grateful to you Aaron thank you for supporting the show uh, with the jumbotron spot. Um, you could have just emailed us at org, So we know that you, uh, well, we hope that you chose to support us in addition to that. And it wasn't just uh, that you didn't know about that email address. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel bad about that. <laughs> but Aaron, I got to tell you, uh, uh, this has been a tough time in my life. And I feel the very same way about Jordan Jesse Go. I'm grateful that I get to come on here with my friend Jordan and our awesome, talented buddies and do this once a week. It's been a real saving grace for me, too. So uh, thank you for those kind thoughts, and thanks to everybody who's uh, shared with us a, a nice message like that. It, it really means the world.
2: Yeah, it's really, really nice to hear. And um, yeah, I feel like I go for—I've uh, had recent weeks where I'm like, huh, I don't think I've laughed— or talked. So yeah, it's so nice to come on here and, uh, and gab with everybody. I always, always laugh my butt off and it's always a great time. And, uh, yeah. And the fact that, uh, people, people appreciate it and listen, uh, as an awesome bonus.
1: I want to thank everybody, uh, uh, again, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, I think our listeners, many of our listeners know that I have a, a vintage store at putthisonshop.com, and we are having a big summer sale trying to clear out some stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you, trying to keep our shop guy employed. Uh, So you can go to putthisonshop.com. There are all kinds of amazing gifts and doodads, pins, jewelry, uh, clothes, uh, all kinds of stuff there at putthisonshop.com. And if you use the code SUMMERSALE, you get 40% off uh, basically everything Uh, The only exception is uh, the fine jewelry, the the gold stuff and so forth. And you can get 25% off that with the code Fine Summer. So go to putthisonshop.com and use the code SUMMERSALE for 40% off tiny shoes. That's one of the items on the front page right now is tiny shoes. Uh, We got a, oh, we got a little tiny pipe. We got an enormous toothbrush. There's an enormous toothbrush on the front page of putthisonshop.com right now. It's like two feet long. It's really great. I love it. And uh, do you want to know what it says on it, Jordan? Sure. It says Dr. West's Miracle Tuft. Okay. It's good it's a good good text. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna buy a giant toothbrush, it should probably say Dr. West's Miracle Tuft on it, right? Might as I mean might as well. I can't think of anything better. End of the day, that's sort of how it works. Um, so yeah, put this on and you can use the code Fine summer for 25% off fine jewelry and summer sale for 40% off everything else. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Michelle Balloon, the corn dog queen. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a dope nickname. That's yeah. solid
2: work. It's really good.
1: Thank
3: you. Thank you.
2: What, what are you are when you, you when you're when you're when you're dogging, Michelle? Yes. Oh yeah. And that's what I call eating a corn dog. I know yeah, that. Never
3: uh, microwave a corn dog. If you have to have one at home, always take the time to put it in the oven. Trust.
2: I was going to ask if you're dunkin, are you dunking it yes. or are you, are you just are you just going raw?
3: Dunkin, um ketchup and mustard. I need lots of it. I want to I kind of go so I just go for the middle of the ke- where the ketchup and mustard meat get a little both on mm. there and then mm.
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. You I love it. You are the corn dog
1: queen. I am. You passed yes, the test. I
3: mean, that's why you booked me.
1: There was a period when I was like 13 or 14 that was after my dad got his post-traumatic stress disorder certified so he was getting he was getting a pension from the navy uh and so we we went from very lower middle class to middle middle class Mm. like almost overnight uh, when i was like 13 or 14 and one of the things that happened was we joined costco
3: i know where this is going and i love it
1: my stepmother was always uh I think she was, my stepmother's a very good cook, but uh, I think she was self-conscious about her ideas about how good of a cook my mom was. And also, I was like a picky eater, as a, especially as a littler kid. And so, she was always felt weird about cooking food for me. And so, there was this period right after we joined Costco where always in the freezer there was an enormous box of corn dogs. <laughs> yeah. I ate so many corn dogs. And honestly... I'm not mad about it because corn dogs are fucking good. They're consistent. Corn dogs are good as shit. So good. Corn dogs taste great.
3: And I even like. And I have to say, it's all about that corn because I even like like the sort of Trader Joe's like veggie corn dogs. You know, I of course like I want the yep. original, but it really is just if you do that sort of the 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 texture switch up right and the flavor right, it's fine. Whatever whatever you want to put in the middle there, I'm good with as long as it's not like a carrot or something. I don't really do home corn
2: dogs. Maybe I uh maybe I need to uh change my lifestyle. I mean at the very
1: least I think you should bring it up with your nutritionist and see what she has to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I
3: yeah, I I, current, I think there's corn dogs in the house because, you know, I have an almost eight year old, but no, I, I don't I don't do a lot of home corn dogs either. <laughs> I like how we say home corn dogs. Yes, it sounds like Oh, I bought an oximeter, you know, just in case, and also home corn dogs. Um <laughs> I mean, that is
1: unquestionably an item as you mentioned, Michelle. <laughs> if there's if there's any item that benefits from oven cooking and particularly like you got a convection oven, mm. you got an air fryer, one step above the convection oven, uh anything that can crisp that thing up. What you do not want is a soggy microwave corn dog. You want that crispy crunchy exterior.
3: Steamed corn dog. Oh, no. And it's like that's like the kind of thing like if like my husband were to prepare for me a corn dog and then god forbid he loses his mind and microwaves it and then brings it to me where you're like I know this person just did something nice for me but I have to tell him it's the worst and <laughs> and what the fuck is this, you know? <laughs> But uh, take take this take this swill away. Yeah. <laughs> right. If there's a
2: little piece of the batter that's been ripped off because it stuck to a paper towel.
3: Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. That's
2: what you don't want. God, did you
1: notice that we all just gave a moment of silence for that corn dog? Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: R.I.P. Gone too soon.
3: But there's nothing... Nothing beats a fair corndog. And I honestly... But you know they have the ice cream man that comes around? Like, why don't they have a corndog man? I just thought of that. If there was a fucking corndog yeah. man that came around with his corndog song, I would be outside so fast. If there, if I was like, holy shit, I'm going to get a fair corndog on my block. That would be amazing. God. Is there... And, we'll, make and
2: we'll, here's the thing, too. Whatever this dude is using to shoot corn dogs out of a out of a <laughs> van, he could also make some funnel cakes. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I would love to see? This corn. My uh, my thinking around this corn dog truck situation yeah, of corn dogs. Which dog is a great van. idea.
3: We all agree.
1: <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm excited about that mobile deep fryer. I'm thrilled to think of that hot oil sloshing around in the back of there. They probably got some kind of special cover to lock it down. Then it explodes (laughs) like a pressure cooker where the the seal didn't melt or whatever. But the other thing that I'm thinking about is, you know how on the outside of an ice cream truck is just a a bunch of paintings of Sonic the Hedgehog? by people who've heard about Sonic
3: the Hedgehog but never <laughs> right. seen Sonic the yeah. Hedgehog. They can't they can't keep up with what's popular.
2: I don't think I've actually seen a Sonic in the wild, but yes, a lot of Disney characters and a lot of
1: like A
3: faded Smurf, yeah. oblong SpongeBob's. <laughs> yeah.
2: So
1: what I'm thinking here is I'm thinking this corn dog thing. Number one, this corn dog thing is not for kids. This is for grownups. Yes. This is for me and Michelle and Jordan and, and Brian. Yeah. This is for us.
3: I essentially just I would like to point out I thought it was my own idea, but I essentially just said inve- invented a food truck which already exists. <laughs> let's go. Let's go on with this being a great idea I had. But yes, it, it would be because it's in the vein of corn dogs. Go Jesse. Make sell it. Sell it. <laughs> I'd
1: like to see it with beloved characters on the exterior but they would not be animated characters because <gasps> it's for fucking babies we all know cartoons are for babies it would so be like just don wanna... draper yes right. so i was just the thinking ca- I was, the cast uh, of the wire i was thinking no
3: justified <laughs> you know what i mean it would be what's his face oh, yeah. what's his character we get goggins on there oh I you would, know what that'd be amazing. I
1: take back that thing about Don Draper. It's all different Gogginses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would be baby oh. Billy. That would be amazing. The, the
1: guy from the character from Justified, yes. the unicorn, the character from that from that sequel to Major League.
3: Uh I'm about to rewatch that Dagens. whole series, and Can we I'm get... going to be thinking about it the whole time. How amazing that would be to have Goggins' dogs, Doggins. Oh
1: Porn yeah, Doggins, <laughs> Brian. Get Goggins on the phone. God. We got something to pitch to him. It's, it's a little something I like to call a brand extension. Oh, <laughs> it's like this is going to extend his brand about six to eight inches. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> and then and then and then <laughs> shove it on a stick.
3: Yeah, There we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're
2: going to shove that
1: brand
3: on a stick. Oh, I love it. This is like a think tank here. The je- you just put it, all the ideas in. You guys just sort of spread them out. <laughs> Just, we need some yeah, angel investors to come in works. that's what we need
1: pour them in spread them out yeah.
3: now all i'm thinking about is corn dogs right now
1: <laughs> when something momentous <laughs> happens to you like you have a nearly perfect business idea uh we ask you to call us at 206 984 fun or send us a voice memo at jjgo org for our long-running and beloved segment momentous occasions and i'm not gonna lie ain't nobody leaving the house right now ain't nobody doing shit so if you got a momentous occasion it's probably getting on the fucking show yeah uh Brian play play whatever whatever the cat dragged in this week.
4: Hey, Jordan, Jessing guests, This is Jeffrey from Houston calling my mom on this occasion. Uh, my seven-year-old son decided to combine his three favorite interests, uh, talking endlessly, his iPad, and his favorite PBS kid show about animals. He discovered the memo function on his iPad and was very excited to make his first quote-unquote podcast. I use quotes because it's not a podcast. It's a recording that remains on his iPad that no one else hears. He has recorded several hours worth of episodes and even has a signature sign-off that he ends every episode with. I knew I had to call you guys whenever the other day we overheard him not only asking his listeners to rate and subscribe, but also to consider supporting his podcast with donations. So Jesse, if Maximum Fun needs a podcast by a seven-year-old boy on the spectrum where he talks about wildcrats for hours, you got our number. To steal my son's signature sign-off, I'm waving bye, and now I'm pressing stop. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, that's uh, a fucking awesome catchphrase.
3: I love it so much. It's so real.
2: <laughs> we're, we're laughing, <laughs> but if if you did put that on the network, how long till it becomes more popular than this show?
1: Oh, okay. two yeah. episodes <laughs> honestly we wouldn't even have to do we wouldn't it wouldn't even have to be about wild kratz we could do it about kratz creatures their previous show from 20 years ago <laughs> and that would be
3: more
2: popular than
1: the show
3: right away <laughs> <laughs> immediately
1: more popular than the
2: show uh now michelle i know you have young children at home right?
3: i have one young child oh
2: okay yes. are you teaching are you teaching them about podcasting
3: Um, Yeah, you know, they've been doing Zoom camps the whole summer. And so they've done they've done a lot of digital art creation, but they also did one of the earlier camps they did. One of the places they do camps out of is this place called um, Art 504 out of New Orleans. They have amazing Zoom camps. They're going to be having them through the school year. So I'm going to plug them because they were great. Um, they did a funny videos camp and it was like a sketch improv person who was like the person teaching it. I tried not to butt in, but so I had to watch my... Was
2: it, was it Chris Kattan? It was
3: Chris Kattan. I was like, why <laughs> can you do... I would just request things. Could you please just ask him to do Mango? Um, and, um, <laughs> it's a little bit of it's Mango. It's a little bit the of Mango. The kids won't get it, but um, I'll love it. Let's, can you ask him if he'll talk to me about Lauren Michaels? Um, uh, but he, but it was... Uh, but. I let them go off. Okay. But I also was like, you need to have a beginning, middle and end. <laughs> like I was very much like, I. <laughs> it's hard for me not to inj- in- inject myself into that and just say, listen, I could let you go on and on, or I could do a favor to the entire world and tell you when to finish. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and, um, So, but yeah, so they have been creating and, uh, they've learned how to, um, to do videos and they've also, um, been, uh, learning to do, um, just, uh, they have like procreate on their iPad and just, um, just doing lots of like great different art stuff. Uh, and they're, they're, they're really, really good at it. They, you know, have not, have not ventured into podcasting yet.
1: No. Sorry. I spaced out for a minute. We're talking here about the crap brothers.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what the Krat brothers are.
1: They're the hosts of Krat's Creatures and Wild Kratts.
3: Yeah, I missed it. I, I think that my kid never I never I never heard of it and I think my kid never may, maybe I just let them run off with their with their iPad and their Netflix accounts, and maybe they like
2: it, I don't know. Do you know do you know what your kid is into? kids show-wise?
3: Yeah, Adventure Time. Adventure Time, Adventure Time. Okay. They love Adventure Time. They are starting to get into, because they have now HBO Max and Disney Plus and all this stuff. They like this show called Sam and Cat, which I believe has Ariana Grande and some other person. It's apparently a mashup of shows. But um, we just started watching Futurama together, which has some dated humor that's sometimes mildly offensive that might sure. <laughs> that I have to yeah. put in context. Um and uh but yeah they uh they
2: I, yeah futurama needs a warning like gone with the wind now
3: there is so many gay jokes in futurama uh, futurama it's insane yeah. watching it from the first but honestly like my kids old enough to where they get it like they get it that this was these old people times you know what i mean like listen mom <laughs> you hear the the letters in the lgbtq plus you know like what like it's very much like we are just at the age where I'm like, no, I, I tell you what's what it's not quite switched over, but it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, there's some confidence in there that I might be too old for my britches. Um, but, uh, but no, they, they like lots of, I showed them Jim Gaffigan last night for the first time. Um, Oh, Kids love Gaffigan. And I, I don't watch comedy specials. I really don't. And um, but I just wanted them to. I knew that they and they lost their fucking shit. I to put a video on Instagram and Twitter of them just they lost their shit for an hour watching Jim Gaffigan. And it was very and it was funny. I mean, Jim Gaffigan's great. So you know.
2: You and you mentioned having HBO Max. Are you considering maybe doing like a Deadwood rewatch with them?
3: You know, I let them watch such violent video games that I play that the fact that I would not <laughs> that I will I draw the line at like listen, I'm watching this post-apocalyptic show, Brazilian show on Netflix. You cannot watch it. It's not for kids. But you can watch me play Red Dead Redemption for 3 hours, you know. <laughs> like, and so it is it is a, a a double standard a little bit, but yeah. So not quite yet. But they you know, it's uh we we started watching Beetlejuice tonight. So like, it's like everything I just judge like as it happens, I'm sorry for, I, I feel, I feel like I, we didn't give the, the podcast guy enough time. And I just want to say, I love that you're, that, that his son's, that his son's doing that. It's fantastic.
1: I watched a fair amount of this, uh, Elmo talk show mm. on HBO max. And I can't call myself a big Elmo fan this uh, hot take from 20 years ago is that if you're a grown up, Elmo sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a- and it's true. And it's sure, it's true. Like if you're a grown up, Elmo sucks.
3: We didn't grow up with him.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, Barney sucks too. There you go. I said, yeah. it. you know, I'm not afraid to push these buttons here. But honestly, I fuck with that Elmo talk <laughs> show. I really enjoy that shit. It's got fucking Ernie's. He's backstage wearing <laughs> headphones, doing dumb Ernie shit. I love it. I've I'm the Jonas Brothers are on there. They seem fun. Like I'm
2: I'm all the way into it.
3: I love Muppets.
2: The uh, I watched the Muppets Now show that is on Disney Plus, and it has the that's it's it has a joke that it made me laugh harder than any joke this year, and it is um, Kermit's trying to interview RuPaul. But all the other Muppets are, like, such big fans that they come in and, like, just start peppering RuPaul with questions. And then Gonzo comes in, and, of course, none of his questions make sense. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, so, RuPaul, uh, have you heard that when you're asleep you eat uh, eight spiders a year? Don't you wish you could be awake when that happens?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best.
2: It's, in, it was, it's insanely funny.
3: I would have just, yeah, that's the best. That is so funny. Well, let's take another call.
4: Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and I'm going to guess Lori Kilmartin. Oh, close.
3: close. This
4: is David uh, from Wisconsin with a Momentous Occasion. I was uh, just driving uh, in a more rural uh, part of northern Wisconsin and saw a billboard for uh, what I can only assume is is a local business of some kind. Uh, and it was a little hard to decipher because the logo for the business was kind of in a calligraphy type font. But uh, but I think the name of the business is Kegel Cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's called Kegel Cheese. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. Uh-huh. I love the show. Thanks. Bye. Uh,
3: this- yeah, so maybe I mean, this bagel cheese. That's not cheese a the scientific
4: way. name for it. Can I?
3: But. I just want to say that I am actually from Northwestern Wisconsin, and I'm from Grantsburg, Wisconsin. That's where I went to high school. So this, I was hoping that he would... and my both of my sisters worked in a cheese factory in our town, and I was so hoping what he was going to say was something I would say, "Oh my God, that was in town," and um, <laughs> but uh, but I have never heard of Kegel cheese, but I um I uh. uh that guy was clearly high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was he was high and, uh, and and I'm glad that he was really sitting in it. <laughs>
2: I I actually Googled Kegel cheese. There's a Kugel's cheese in northern Wisconsin.
3: New to a town.
2: Uh, let's see. Kugel's Cheese Mart. Let's say
3: 715, 715 area code. Is it
2: uh nine two zero area code on the page? Oh, I'm on.
3: I don't know. I don't know that. That must be northern northern.
2: I clicked on gift boxes, uh, and there's uh, there's only text that says there aren't any products in this collection. mm, Maybe I don't have yeah. the tab. Let's take another call.
0: Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jordan, and guest. I'm going to say. Riley Silverman course, I'm calling from Salt Lake City Utah with a combo momentous occasion and moment of shame recently I got a little sad and a little drunk because my destination wedding originally scheduled for this summer was canceled due to COVID during this frowny drunk moment I thought it would perk me up to call and wish you all a happy anal August so I did or I thought I did. <laughs> I was apparently too drunk to notice that I instead called my local Wells Fargo <laughs> Bank and wished their after hours customer support voicemail a happy anal August instead. Uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye.
1: Love you too. No fucking shame in that. that yeah, rules. there's no shame in There's no oh, paper the... trail.
3: I mean, it's just.
2: You... Michelle, I was going to do a song.
1: I'm
3: sorry, God. It's
2: okay. <clears throat> i'll do it Excuse yeah no
3: it's so, it's so good
2: oh the wells fargo wagon is a- <laughs> coming up your ass
3: there we go there we go <laughs> in august it has to be just in special. August. <laughs> 31 days <laughs> then it's over <laughs>
2: Beautiful. I love
1: beautiful. It. I, I love, love everything tunes. about this call. Well, That's wonderful. I like
3: that it seems so uh, bad. Like she was like, Oh, I was being so bad. Like I ate two slices of cheesecake. <laughs> I called the little Sparko. I said, anal, you know, like, so bad. I'm like, do you want this? I'm a little I'm a little twisted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, like
1: these big banks don't know about anal August when they're plowing us in the tail yes. all year long.
2: <laughs> thank you, yes. thank you, mm-hmm. with their overdraft fees, their low quality free coffee. Yeah, get
1: better they're, coffee. You no, know, the pods aren't good enough.
3: Run out of their deposit slips. Just trying to get into the bank. Thank you. Trying to do my business. No pencils. And fucking home
1: banks. loans.
2: Yeah. Oof. Investment advice. Give me a break.
1: Yeah. Give it a rest. Sounds Big like the
2: Binks. Wells Fargo wagons are coming up your ass, if you know what I mean, right? You guys know what I mean? Yeah, please flare the bass for me.
3: The Wells Fargo wagon is a uh, coming up your ass. Is that how it went?
1: <laughs> 206-984-4Fun or JJGO at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
4: La,
0: la, 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 la.
2: everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital doula of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head.
4: La, la,
2: Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is
4: a
3: podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week.
4: Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political,
3: pop culture, black, queer, feminism, race, sexuality, news. You're gonna learn your history, their self empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best
4: friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my god, free stuff. There's not free stuff.
0: The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but Mainly a look at what's
4: happening in our world through a colorful lens.
1: People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I
4: feel heard, I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive
3: in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join
1: us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because together we're, together, we're the, the majority. majority.
0: La, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Michelle Balloon, as always, the corndog queen.
1: <laughs> I like that you're claiming this is a permanent state now.
3: <laughs> it is. I thought you guys were going to... I, I guess I knew you wouldn't change it up, but for a second there, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't have to think of another one. I'm like, no, I don't. I can just change the way I say it. I get to keep the same one.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, especially if you land if you land on something as good as Corn Dog Queen, you're not gonna wanna fuck around and try and come up with a new Mm-mm. nickname.
3: I yeah, actually and I, I'm not lying, but my nickname in college was Corndog. And I'm totally not lying. I Whoa. made up a, I did public access TV and I made up a production company to get student like money for like paper and copies and stuff, and I called it corndog productions because I thought it would be funny. And so, and then they did like a news story about it where they actually talked about my, as a funny name. And then some of my friends started calling me Corndog.
2: When I envision a college student whose nickname is Corndog, I always imagine that they're (laughs) doing the hang loose symbol. Did you do the hang loose symbol to everyone you passed?
3: (laughs) I, um, no, I really, I took it in a different direction. Hmm. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was more surprise, surprise. i uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't think it happened. But my nickname's corn dog, and, uh, <laughs> and give me, give me, give me some copy, give me some Kinko's money. Well,
2: maybe consider now that you're, you know, you're rediscovering, you know, your corn dog my, roots. Maybe consider yeah, my, giving people the shaka bra all the time.
3: I did at one point walk around with a yo-yo because I thought it would be cool to just be walking around hey, campus.
2: Now that's a college affect.
3: There yeah, we this go. This is Madison, Madison, Wisconsin, or like mid-90s, the Onion era, you know, yeah. and I was like, I oh, got to really- see it and i'm just like was just spinning my just like hey what's up yeah i'm i'm corndog yeah and then i just i didn't actually call myself corndog but then the, this persona i'm now refactoring does
1: you had the t-shirt that said corndog though
3: um i i should have and now no, i want you you went one.
1: down to the custom iron-on <laughs> t-shirt store yeah
3: I, I that was part of the money that they gave me i need t-shirt money for my satin jackets and my and my special hello my name is corndog Shirts that I had made up, one for every day of the week.
1: Um, Michelle, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Thank Michelle you. Balloon's brand new record is called Permanent Hat. Yes, it's from our friends at A Special Thing Records. Our friend Matt Belknap, uh one of the one of the co founders of A Special Thing Records, and a, a longtime friend of Balloon.
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, I put it on today and thought it was just hilarious. Uh, lots of jokes. You got some feels in there,
3: so if you're looking for all mm-hmm. the feels, uh, permanent hat has you covered. Yes, with punchlines, feels with punchlines, yes, of course. I'm not gonna leave you hanging. Yeah, I
2: just loved it, and you know, definitely uh, here here in a hilarious comic uh, with the atmosphere of, of a comedy club. Um, uh, was, was really great. It's something I, I totally miss doing. So this was a, a, f- a fun little uh, a peek into better times.
3: I know. Thank, thank you so much. And, and when, I, when I realized that may have been my swan song of stand-up comedy, <laughs> I'm glad that it was such a fun weekend. Uh,
1: Michelle Balloon, uh, she's on the internet on michelleballoon.com with a BI. Uh, balloon yeah it's just
3: it just balloon I do own michelleballoon.com and it does forward but I'm actually balloon.com oh. and at balloon everywhere mm-hmm.
1: do you have a lot of problems with people contacting you uh who are looking for misspelled balloons
3: um yeah so much so I actually have a secret side business <laughs> uh-huh. um which is booming and for you know the balloon the balloon business is just people just want balloon they just want to be happy you know sure so if you want to listen to my album listen <laughs>
2: You know, I've I've heard that balloon business is uh, really popping. (laughs) Wow.
3: Wow. Home run.
1: World champion.
2: Take that, seven-year-old podcaster. You don't have shit like this.
3: What?
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, you can find us on uh, Facebook.
2: I'm a grown-up. I can drive a car.
1: In the Maximum Fun group, or just search for Jordan Jesse Go, you can find us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, and at Jordan underscore Morris. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find, hey, you can find me on Instagram at put.this.on. When I say me, it's partly, sometimes it's pictures that I take are of me. Sometimes it's things related to my menswear blog and store put this on. Uh, 206-9844-FUN and JJGO at MaximumFun.org are the way to contact us. We love you all very much. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. Uh, We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
4: MaximumFun.org
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Audience supported.